0: This podcast is a product of the Fourth and Inches Network, a podcast network designed to keep Husky fans up to date on their favorite programs around UW.
1: Enjoy the show and go, dogs. Go, dogs. Go, dogs.
0: Hey, Husky fans, this is UW Leah and Evie Mason back with another episode of Pick and Roll after a pretty disappointing weekend. Huskies finishing 0 and 2 with two pretty significant losses overall. They played at uh then seventh ranked Utah which was a loss uh 69-92. Then after was at 20 uh, um, Colorado who was ranked 25, 25th. Another L which was uh 43 to 65. Um that one particularly hurt cuz I me Leah and I both probably were under the impression that there was no way they could lose that game especially coming off of you know the last weekend um unfortunately it's not the greatest look for the team after <laughs> after this weekend um it could I guess in a way make Stanford look like a fluke I hope that's not what people think but Leo, what do you think of uh, what do you think made them like turn around and play like that and um before we get into the games and why do you think like they didn't keep was it did they not keep pushing forward or did they kind of get a little I don't want to say like full of themselves because they could have thought like oh we're better than we thought and they didn't keep like I said yeah almost playing like you lost like with that extra push if that makes sense but what do you think
1: yeah I I think all of your analysis is incredibly accurate um I also kind of At the end of our podcast last week, I talked about how when you beat Stanford, number two in the country, um, you can't hide from anybody. Everyone knows about you because of what you just did. It's incredibly notable. Everyone saw it. And especially considering that we had like the national freshman of the week, it was called the game of the week. And um, yeah, the mountain schools credit where credit is due. They played very well and the Huskies didn't match that, Um, you know, with starting out with Utah. Um, the Huskies actually shot the ball really well. They shot 44% from the field, 40% from three and 90, almost 92% from the line. Unfortunately, Utah shot much better than they did. 50% from uh, field goal range, 55% from three and 93% from the line. And they out the Huskies by a small margin. Um, They almost doubled us up on assists uh the other numbers are pretty um marginal but um you you can't give up uh 16 threes Mm-mm. and expect to win many games. Utah's a very good basketball team. They've got a lot of talent up and down the lineup, well coached, all that, but um you know, Washington prides itself on defense. Yeah. And it's not acceptable under this regime to give up um 50% from the field and um 16 made threes in a game. That's just that's too many And, you know, we typically, even in losses, we're giving up the Huskies are giving up about 75 points a game and Utah scored 92 points. You're not going to win many basketball games when you give up that kind of a number. Um, So disappointing to be sure. I don't think anybody really expected the Huskies to win four in a row and two in a row against uh, top five ranked teams. This one being on the road. However, I do think the Huskies were certainly capable of showing better even on the road. Um, Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it it just it, like you were saying, even if they hadn't won those games, it just losing by like 20 plus points was yeah, not ideal, but I agree with um well, first of all, actually I actually have a question about this. Um to me, it almost seemed like Utah really all they were doing that stood out to me was shooting threes like I, I don't know that that seemed to be going on the whole game like they were just letting Utah clock in all those three pointers what in your opinion like if they had kind of um knit that in the bud would that have made a difference because yeah. it didn't seem like Utah was doing anything else spectacular yeah. that you
1: know the Utes made five more total field goals than the Huskies, Mm -hmm. but they made 10 more three point field goals. So if they were, we were like, if the Husky, if the Huskies and the Utes each made eight, this is a very different basketball game to your point that like, yeah. um, If we had just been able to get out more on perimeter defense, I think it's a very different basketball game. We probably don't win the game, but it's probably more to the tune of 72, 81, instead of the the number that we're looking at maybe even less maybe it's a lower scoring game I don't know but um you know what's what makes it difficult and and really frustrating to see is that the Huskies are certainly capable of much better than that as we've seen throughout the season they've played very tough competition and um what's difficult about this weekend is that the Huskies lost one Pac-12 game last year by over 20 points and this weekend they lost two yeah so that that's disappointing because they're capable of better. That's that's all.
0: And um like you said they were out rebounded in the Utah game by 32 to 25. Mm-hmm. Um not a, like not, not ideal because uh, that's usually one of their strong points, but mm-hmm. moving into the colorado game that got even worse. They were apparently out rebounded 50 to 29. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't even know like what what to say about that.
1: Well- the, yeah, there's the Huskies did not shoot the ball game the ball well at all as is evidence by forty three total points scored in four quarters um and Colorado, just looking at the numbers had twenty one offensive rebounds. Washington scored sixteen baskets. So that's not going to win you many basketball games. And frankly, like that's as to your point, rebounding on both sides of the ball is something that this staff really prides our team on and, we're capable of better than that. And, um, you know, credit to Colorado. They're, they're ranked for a reason. They're very talented. Um, but Washington didn't play its best Mm -hmm. and Colorado certainly deserved to win this game, but I don't believe that they're 22 points better than Washington, even in Colorado. So, um, hopefully to spin it positively, those two losses left a bad taste in the Huskies mouth and they're ready to put a win on the left side of the column this weekend against both Oregon schools. That's my hope. Um, and you know, it's always hard to play at elevation. They did it twice, but you know, everybody else has to do that in the conference too. That's a really tough road swing and hopefully we get off the losing skid and you know, host the Oregon schools for senior weekend and, um, send the seniors out with a bang.
0: It kind of looked like, um, you already said that Colorado, of course, we only made sixteen baskets, um but it still looks like they were still way more active from the three point line too so though yeah. it it I don't know it, it was almost like the whole um the game was almost a lot of what happened to Utah but like actually I don't I don't think they're I, I don't think they're like was there shooting worse in Colorado than Utah overall by
1: far okay. then I I, I'm right <laughs> our shooting in Colorado over sorry our shooting in Utah was like 44 percent and in Colorado it was 33 percent
0: okay then yeah it was basically everything happened everything that happened in the Utah game like got worse which I'm not saying that should be like something to worry about but I hope that's not like I hope they take it and kind of um, use that as motivation instead of you know
1: and and a positive takeaway from it is we had a very uh lackluster game rebounding and certainly defensively this weekend, but uh where we've really been able to clean up the our game is in turnovers, which has been a, a struggle for the last two years. I think we averaged eleven turnovers in the games this weekend. And last year we were averaging twenty-five turnovers a game. So we I think we had twenty-two total turnovers in two games. That's great. However, when you are not shooting the ball very well and you're not getting back on defense and you're not rebounding. And and those are, you know, I, I can't attribute it to necessarily tired legs, but it is, you know, obviously the air elevation that over there is different. And those are those are effort plays. So what I'm looking to see at Heck Ed this weekend is um, on par with our rebounding performance that we've come to expect um, and better perimeter defense.
0: What, I don't know if this is a dumb question after this weekend, but just kind of curious, do you the Huskies still have any chance of making the tournament if they went out? uh i i would say if they win out maybe
1: but they still have to go to la and those were teams that gave us a you know we were in cl- very close games against both those schools in hecked um i'd say we have a decent shot at winning one of them both of them would be a real stretch um yeah i mean like sure if we can win our next four games and and win the Pac-12 tournament winning the Pac-12 tournament is a guaranteed bid so yeah Absolutely. But at this point, that's probably what it's going to take. At the same time, if we can win three out of the four of our next games and win two or three in the Pac-12 Conference Tournament, um, we could definitely host a couple of games in the WNIT, which, as I said last week, teams that perform well in the WNIT tend to do very well in future years in the NC2A Tournament. So mm-hmm. I remain hopeful for the future for this. And this is ultimately just a, a hiccup in the new regime. Um, and, you know, it's really hard to convince Kit, a young team, which we, for the most part, we do have a young team, that after a big one like this, um, this is this actually is your reason to work even harder because now everybody's going to have your number and they are, they're going to want to knock you down. So um, it's a good lesson to learn. Um, and, you know, Colorado is one of those schools, to go back to Colorado, that it's kind of like the football team. We really just play, if we seem to play our worst against the Buffs, <laughs> And the football team seems to play their worst in Tempe, Arizona. So, um, you know, hopefully next year we get rid of that.
0: That is very true. I can, I still remember from last year, it was like the same situation.
1: Yeah. and I mean, like it's really the only time. Uh, in, la- in the Teal and Langley regime that I feel like this is a team that's like we don't we we may not be as good as them we may not win the basketball game but i i don't think we're 22 points worse than they are and that's what's disappointing to look at the box score and just see man like dang it like we could have performed a lot better than that um but we didn't and it's on to the next and um you know bring on osu let's go yeah
0: and going off of that i guess what okay what do you think's gonna happen for this weekend Uh, yeah Oregon. I'm kind of in the mindset of like, I don't really know if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. And that's
1: maybe, maybe that's a fun place to be because, because we're a team that is capable of knocking off number two Stanford. And we're also a team that's capable of losing to Colorado by 25 or 23 and like having, giving up 21 offensive rebounds. So, um, you know, it's, in that way, it's kind of hard to game plan for Washington a little bit. Um, and we play better at home. Uh, Oregon State has been on the business end of a lot of really heartbreaking losses this year. Um, they've yeah. lost six in a row and only one of them was by double digits. So um, they're, they're a much better basketball team than the record indicates. However, we did beat them by 12 in Corvallis. I do expect the Huskies to have a hard fought game. And I think they're incredibly capable of getting another win against OSU, Um, the first step, as I've said before in previous podcasts, in building a program is beating the teams that are in your division. And so if you break down the Pac-12 conference into three divisions and into like quarters, like four, 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 Washington is at the top of the bottom triad of the conference. And they've beaten Arizona State, who they only play once. They've beaten California, who they only play once. And they've beaten Oregon State. Who they play twice. And so t- to the first step in a rebuild is beating the teams in your division. So we need to beat Oregon state to establish that we're the top in that part of our division. The next step after that is squeaking out some wins against teams that are right above us. And wouldn't you know it, Oregon's right above us in the conference. And we, uh, Washington really played well enough to win in Eugene um, they had a, a blip of about three minutes at the end of the game that lost it for him. Um, but they're very, they're very much on par with Oregon talent wise. Um, I believe we have a better coach, so we'll see what happens, but, you know, rebounding is going to be key for both those games. Uh, Oregon state and Oregon both have very talented front lines and Washington is going to have to rebound. Rebounding is the absolute key as well as defense. Offensive shots, they don't always fall, but you can always count on your effort plays, and that's defense and rebounding. So if we do those two things, I like our shot. Um, obviously it is senior weekend. Um, we're gonna honor um let's I'm thinking about let's see, Emma Grodhouse, Darcy Reese, Haley Van Dyke, TT Watkins, um, uh, Trinity Oliver, and Lexus grigsby So a lot of kids who have put in a lot of work with this program, particularly Lexi, Darcy, and Haley who have been through a really hard coaching change and they have stayed and mm-hmm. they have stayed to see something happen like we saw two weeks ago with the win against Stanford. So um you know really imploring fans to come out and support the team and um you know congratulate them for that for 5 years for many of them of hard work wearing purple and gold um three hard years of not a whole lot of positives and finishing it off strong.
0: For sure. Um I don't want to – I don't know if I want to say this. But given everything that you just said, I think it would be very nice to hope for a two-in-a weekend, but obviously that may or may not happen. So as long as I see improvement from last weekend or just no replication of that, I think would be good. But I agree. I think
1: uh, – I do expect that the Huskies – they're in cap- They are capable of winning both of those games. Yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you can beat Stanford, you're capable of winning any any game at home. Um, and I think those two schools know that. Um, obviously, uh, Oregon's really really the grudge match in all sports. We want to beat them in everything, even even if it's chess. I don't care. We want to beat them no matter what. So that's the one. I mean, we want to win both of them, but like it's just it's personal against Oregon. Um, so really, like it's about sending the seniors off um on a high note we always want to do that um and then finishing out the season strong when we head down to the la schools and uh, you know at usc just found themselves in the top 25 for the first time and i can't even remember how long because they're all of a sudden they're 19 and 6 so we're going to have a, another weekend next weekend potentially uh, facing two ranked teams because sc is coming in at number 25 and ucla is at number 16 so um you know if we can win one of those, that's great. Um, not sure that's possible after the weekend we just saw, um, but we are not playing at elevation. So that should help a little bit. Um, but kind of re- recapping Oregon State, uh, you know, they've got again Mitrovich, who is six foot nine, and Reagan Beers, who's six three, different types of posts. We were able to really shut them down in Corvallis and shoot lights out down there. Um, and then Oregon was ranked at the time the Huskies played them, and they, they played them very tough. So Um, you know, if you were excited about what you saw against Stanford, um, go ahead and ignore the box scores from the last weekend. And it's a really fun environment. Um, obviously we had a game last night with the men where a lot of people were at the game and the Huskies beat Oregon in overtime. That's the environment that we love to see. So, and the girls deserve that too. So please, if you're listening to this, please come out and watch the girls.
0: Yes, please. Like I second that, please come out and support. They really deserve it. Sir last home weekend. So please come if you can.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Ella Dean is a walking bucket. She's really found her footing and (laughs) she was, she was a bright spot last weekend. Um, Now that she scored 21 points against Stanford, we're really having to find minutes for her and she's coming through. So she is a viable option on offense and defenses are going to have to track her because she is a walking bucket clearly. So Um, A dark horse for potentially uh, being in the mix for the Pac-12 all-freshman team, hopefully. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's a fun team to watch. They're getting better every single day. Um, They have so much joy when they play, especially at home. So um, yeah, it was a rough weekend last weekend, particularly riding the high of the Stanford game, but uh, still very much a team that's super exciting to watch, especially when they rebound and they play defense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Before we wrap up, is there anything else notable going on in the Pac-12?
1: Um other than like I was just, you know, noticing that obviously USC being in the rankings is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um that's that hasn't happened in I can't even remember how long, but um this weekend, obviously the Washingtons host the Oregons. So those are be, they'll be, all four of those games will be excellent. Um Stanford is hosting the LA schools. Um, which will be very interesting, but I don't expect any upsets um at maples. um Stanford, true to form, took out their aggression against uh, about losing to Washington on the Arizona schools last last week. I think they won both games by more than twenty five on the road, one against Arizona, who's in the top twenty. so um, and then Colorado and Utah head to Arizona. And uh, both of the games in Tucson should be very exciting. Um, I hope that Arizona beats Utah because I, I think that Utah is a little bit overrated at number four, but they're also 22 and two. So maybe not, maybe they're pretty accurate. I'm not sure. Um, so that's kind of what's going on in the conference this weekend. So literally games to watch will be the the two at Maples and um, the two at the McHale Center in Tucson. And of course the games at Heck Ed, Um can't forget about those. Those will be really fun too.
0: All right. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for listening. Come out this weekend if you can. And yeah, this is Evie Mason, UW Leah. Go dogs.
1: Go dogs. Beat the beavers and crush the ducks.